Welcome to Mill Resource Radio, where we highlight military and veteran support organizations. Hear directly from organization leaders and those who've benefited from their services. Thousands of organizations exist, but if you don't know about them, how do you seek their help? Join us for discovery, access, and knowledge about effective military and veteran organizations sharing their missions and accomplishments directly with you. And now here are your hosts, Linda Crater and Les Davis. We are delighted to bring you a very interesting show that I think will bring some information to light that you probably haven't heard before. The name of our program today is Dizziness and Balance Issues. Is it brain injury, vestibular disorder, or something else? We have two amazing guests with us, three amazing guests with us, pardon me. We have the Managing Director of Balance Back, Marie Cosgrove. Welcome, Marie. Thank you. And we have the Director of Clinical Research and Education for Balance Back, Dr. Sal Grudafaria. Welcome, Sal. Uh, Thank you for having us. And we are very privileged to have an active duty service member who we will go by first name only. Welcome to Chris. Thanks a lot, Lynn. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Today joining me is Pamela Stokes-Eggleston as our co-host. And just a little bit of background, we're talking about balance disorders, dizziness, etc., because those with TBI can have as much as 30 to 65% of them who suffer from this dizziness, lightheadedness, vertigo, and motion intolerance, which can really be very confusing to diagnose. I met Marie at a conference two weeks ago, and we were talking, and she mentioned that her company, Balance Back, has this amazing device that can diagnose and point treatment in the right direction. Is it neurological? Is it vision? Is it vestibular, meaning inner ear? Is it caused by meds? Very interesting. So Balance Back is the name of their company, and we are going to have a very open discussion today about the disorders, how to diagnose, how it works, where you can find out more information. And we are delighted to have you all here today. Welcome to Military Network Radio. Thank you. You're welcome. Marie, maybe you could start with how this lack of diagnostic tool was first noted, how it came to be, and how you're using it in the military veteran population. Well, unfortunately, we don't have enough outreach, but we're trying to get out there. Um, We do, for example, Salisbury VA Medical Center um, in Salisbury, North Carolina, is using our equipment as well as some of the Air Force bases across the country. Um, How how our system came to be was because of the lack of diagnostic tools that are were available to clinicians. Mm-hmm. So a group of clinicians got together with the world's best engineering team in Dayton, Ohio, um, specifically Dr. Scarpino, who, who leads the engineering team and has invented technology for tracking for Predator F-15, F-16, and incorporated that technology into our diagnostic equipment to better diagnose patients. And how that is related is that the eyes are interconnected with the ears and um, all of that is interconnected. And when a patient has balance disorders, they've got something called nystagmus and abnormal beat of the eye. And it's important to track the eyes while the patient is looking at a stimulus to be able to identify where the uh, pathology Lays, And so 
the technology has has never um, was never really advanced in a in order to be able to do proper diagnose diagnosis. Now there has been testing, but it hasn't been very accurate. So the clinicians developed the balance back system to improve the diagnosis and to improve treatment. So there are two different components, and Dr. Grudatoria can can speak more into the clinical aspect of it since he is the clinician, but there's two parts to it, and one of them is the VNG system, which assists in diagnosing, and then we have our computerized dynamic posturography, our treatment um, balance therapy system that works in conjunction with the diagnosis. So first they use one tool to diagnose to determine where the pathology lays, and then they use the other tool for treatment. And the neat part of it is that the doctors are able to um, diagnose and they're able to, to treat or determine the appropriate treatment because sometimes it may be something completely different that can be treated with pharmacological or physical therapy or a something called like an Epley maneuver or cantaloupe maneuver, and Dr. Grudatoria can get deeper into that. And then we have our therapy. <laughs> Marie, hang on one second. I have a sure. couple of things I'd love you to define in more layman's terms for people. So if I understand sure. this correctly, first you're taking a look diagnostically with goggles, basically, to track the eye movements. Is that correct? That is correct. And that's the and part that you used a really big word that that doesn't matter that we don't know. That's okay. But there's goggles that they look at because the eyes, the ears, the balance, as you said, are all connected. So that's very important. The other point I wanted to bring out is that when you're talking about the other balance disorder, the balance issues, we're talking about things to avoid falls, um, to prevent uh, the, 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 the dizziness, the, the, crumpling. I know many a caregiver who has become very injured grabbing someone who's falling. So the very practical issues of inner ear or TBI or these things that you're going to diagnose are very practical. So as much as possible today, if we can talk about how it relates exactly to those undergoing these issues, um, you're doing a great job. I just think that some of these words are a little <laughs> much for... For me, how are you? How you feel about that, Pam? I feel the same way. I mean, I do. I'm following, and what I had actually um, discussed with Linda earlier, as I was doing research on this on this show, is is the technicality of of a lot of this. And I think, um, as a caregiver myself, and for other caregivers and military families to truly understand the benefits of this, I think this is really a, a wonderful um, uh, program that you guys have to be able to explain it. Uh, to folks, you know, in layman's terms, like so they can say, okay, this is what they said, and this is where I want to um, find the information and see where which hospitals are using it. Um, I think that was a good mention about the Salisbury Hospital. I love hospital. that. Yeah, yeah, and um, I think that's why we'll ask you some questions that will sound obvious, but I think yes. when people relate to, oh my gosh. The, you mean to say that there's a, an, a possible answer for something they told me to live with? Um, I know that at Walter Reed, this is before it moved over to Bethesda, there were many a soldier that were being sent on 
with double vision, uh, telling them it would cure over time. Balance, no, you had a concussion, concussive disorder from a TBI. Um, it'll just take time and go away. What you're saying is you can actually pinpoint if it is a TBI, if it is vestibular inner ear, and then you can direct the physicians for treatment. Am I correct in saying that? Yes, and, and my apologize. I, I mean, oh, my no, no, don't apologize. Says um, we are really but, trying to make it accessible. So, no, you're doing sure. a great job. Right, and and um, yes, absolutely. There is, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, um, patients go and diagnose up to five years when they have balance disorders, uh-huh. and um, there is a tool out there that will help identify if it's um, in in your ear or if it's, um, you know, neurologically based central central nervous system. Which is um, in the brain. It could be a tumor, a migraine, um, something of that nature, or it could be inner ear. Now, the majority of the cases, when it's a balanced disorder, it is an inner ear problem. But it is determining: is it the right ear or the left ear? In which side is it? Is it in so that the doctor can do the appropriate treatment? So that's really important. And the neat part of it is that. There's over a 90% cure rate if it's an inner ear problem. And even if it's a central nervous system problem, if it's in with the brain, there's also cures that can, that can be um, provided for the patient if it is identified early enough. And so that's why this tool is so important for clinicians so that they're able to identify what's causing the issue and they can provide the appropriate treatment. You know, and that's what was so interesting to me is because it could be neurological, it could be vision, it could be the inner ear, it could be caused by med, it could be blood pressure drops. And you all take it, and instead of having a host of physician specialists to determine the cause, which sometimes will happen and sometimes will not, depending on the availability, you can actually pinpoint it and make it more efficient. Right. Yeah, yeah, and this is Dr. Gridoria, and, and let me just step back you know, a, a little bit just to talk about the you know, the in, importance of what we do. Um, you talk about falls, and you talk about uh, balance problems, and you talk about caregiver problems. You mm-hmm. know, first of all, we we know that you know many physicians kind of throw their hands up in the air and say, you know, I don't know what to do with the, these patients because these patients, you know, come in with chronic complaints of balance problems and dizziness, and the physician in their examination just cannot see what, what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. So oftentimes these patients are medicated, and medication many, many times is not the right answer for these patients. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, medications sometimes will actually inhibit the person from getting better because it masks out the symptoms. We know that in order to get somebody to move appropriately, they have to practice moving. If they don't practice moving, right. then they are not going to, uh, to get better. Um, as the person with these problems get older, we know that falls are the number one cause of accidental death in, in the elderly. Mm-hmm. We also know that uh, dizziness and balance problems are the number one complaint that all elderly pe- people go in to see their physician about, and it's the number three complaint of all uh, patients who, of any age group who go to see their physician. So we're talking about a problem that is, is huge. The, uh, what we look at with our, 
our system and the type of therapy that, that we do is that the, the balance system, you know, can't be isolated into just, you know, vestibular. It is part, part brain. It's part vision. I mean, think about it. You can't walk a straight line if you can't see where you're going. It's proprioception, how your feet feel on the ground if you're walking on a smooth right. surface or an uneven surface. Those things, you know, affect the, you know, our, uh, our balance. And then you'll you'll come visit. Excuse me a second. We have to go on commercial break. We will be right back. We're Mill Resource Radio, and we'll be back after these short messages. Are you a family caregiver in the military community? Join us on veterancaregiver.com. In the military and veteran community, there are five and a half million caregivers of our nation's injured, ill, and wounded. Whether your family members served in World War II or in the most recent Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts, there are unique needs of military and veteran caregivers. Navigating any medical system takes skill and help in obtaining good care. Veteran Caregiver has access to a rich network of advocates and organizations to assist you. Find excellent resources, short informative videos, an active Facebook community, and empathetic support. Veteran Caregiver supports those from every service branch and those who served in any conflict. Need information on sandwich caregiving, EFMP, or aging issues? VeteranCaregiver.com provides information and community to those managing busy lives with compassionate care. That's VeteranCaregiver.com. Support for those who care. Representatives from Balance Back, a wonderful diagnostic tool that helps with dizziness and balance issues that may be caused by brain injury, that may be inner ear. And we were hearing from the clinical research and education director, Sal Grutifaria. And perhaps, Sal, you can continue on with your discussion of how it is that you do differentiate between these and the value of this diagnostic tool in providing an early diagnosis so that treatment can be followed along the correct path? Well, you know, we do know that you know, anybody who's experiencing uh, dizziness and balance problems, it can be very debilitating. It not only affects your employment, I mean, because think about it, if you are dizzy you know, at work, many of us you know, have, have jobs that uh, depending on us being able, being able to drive and being able to walk a straight line and being able to balance, but it also affects us, us socially. There mm-hmm. are many, uh, you know, people that just have to sit in the house because they are afraid to get up and walk out of the house, so it affects their uh, their family. So diagnosing these these problems, the earlier the better. Uh, and we also know we mentioned falls. And we also know that because there is the tendency for these folks to uh, to fall, we know that you know falls can be very debilitating, you know, too, especially as we get older. So the sooner we can correct this, these problems, the better. There are some problems that often go misdiagnosed that we can fix in one therapy session. So wow. people are. Uh, 
experiencing severe bouts of, of vertigo. And I'm specifically talking about um, a uh, disorder called BPPV, uh, benign proxismal positional vertigo. It often happens you know, after a head injury, and sometimes we don't know why it happens. It just happens spontaneously. But if it is appropriately diagnosed, we can fix this debilitating disorder or fix this debilitating disorder in one or two therapy sessions. You know, depression is such a big problem for a lot of our vets when they come back and nobody knows what's going on. So if you're able to find a problem early, that can have far-reaching consequences for the entire family. Absolutely. My goodness. Pam, your husband had a TBI. Did you, he have any of these issues? Um, he did in the beginning. I mean, because when they diagnosed him, it was mild originally. They said mild. you had that small M in front of the TBI. Mm-hmm. And as he's been um, working with NIH, it's... Um, probably graduated to moderate, which I knew. I mean, I'm living with him, so that mild stuff, I think they were telling people, um, you know, to make them perhaps feel better or feel like they were more in control than they really are. And really, people that are diagnosing these types of illnesses need to, I think, get better educated. I think um, in terms of balance, Charles didn't have any issues with balance. You know, I had him doing yoga. He'd come right up in a tree. You know, the balance thing wasn't it. <laughs> <for him. laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, we had lots of friends who were dealing with um, concussive and, and TBI-related issues that did have balance issues and were going to uh, uh, the new Walter Reed, as I like to call it, where they have the Intrepid Center and they were doing that kind of those those activities and the balance kind of um, machines that they were using there to help them through some of this. And so it, for me, it's really nice to hear about this project and, and, and the fact that you guys are in the VA hospitals that you're on basis because it's really needed. And with things like TBI, with brain, any type of brain injury, any any type of of things focusing on the mind is is kind of a um, an enigma even to in the, within the medical community. A lot of times when people don't know, they don't say, we don't know. And that would just be a lot helpful because at least we can – or more helpful because we could go to somebody like Balance Back and say, okay, if they don't know, we can, we can take the next step here and use this tool. Um, and so I'm wondering, um, and, and Linda spoke on it earlier, how early would the detection need to be, would the diagnosis need to be for balance back to be fully 100% beneficial? Well, you know, this is Dr. Rodoria again. It, it is, I mean, it could be right away. I mean, absolutely right away. So some, some you know, uh, injuries take place, say, you know, for a viral in, in, infection. Um and the person is suffering from, you know, severe dizziness and balance. Well, you know, we can test that person, you know, right away as soon as they're able to, you know, get out to come to the clinic and in the office. So, you know, the diagnosis takes place right away. We don't have to wait a period of time. Oh, that's great. And so would you, if somebody was dealing with TBI but didn't really know what they were dealing with for a few years and then they came in and they got the diagnosis and you guys would be able to help them, would it still be, uh, as effective, or would you have to do something a little different? No, it, absolutely. It's never too late you know, okay. for the diagnosis. Now, the therapy 
that we recommend may change because of you know the time that uh, has gone on since the initial you know injury. But it's never too late to diagnose, and just because it has been a long time, it doesn't mean that the person isn't going to improve. The key is to find, finding out what is wrong, and then after finding out what, it, what is wrong, giving them the appropriate therapy to make them better. Right, right. You know, I am so encouraged by that because I believe that I've heard at least 20, 30 times that if you don't get to TBI symptoms quickly, it's mm-hmm. lost time forever. Mm-hmm. So that is a phenomenally positive statement to hear, um, even though you're telling me that the treatment might change. That's very positive. Marie, do you have more to add to that? Um, yeah, I, I agree. It, it, it's, it's great that we can still provide help, but it is, I, I believe it's still important to get in as early as possible mm-hmm. um, because the sooner you're, you get in, um, the sooner, of course, we can provide treatment and the easier it'll be to to assist the patient uh, before, you know, the condition worsens for the patient. I, I agree. And, you know, I, I, Pam, you know these people too. I know at least five people who are at home dealing with issues that are not going away, that are affecting their ability to hold their jobs down, that are affecting their relationships, and that are not being dealt with in a way that makes a better quality of life. And so this is phenomenal. Chris, we've had you on and you've been so quiet. Thank you so much. Chris is a service member who has been treated with Balance Back. Maybe you tell us your story. Sure, absolutely. I I did want to say that uh, just to help, I don't know, kind of cage everybody's thinking, I'm in the, uh, I am a U.S. Marine and uh, I've been in for 20 years now. And the way that I actually got introduced to it, it's funny, you said right when you said quality of life, I was taking some notes, and I said I'm going to make sure to mention the quality of life difference (laughs) between uh, then and now. So I'm glad you touched on it. But uh, I got injured over in Afghanistan, and while I know that a majority of the the conversation has, has dealt with balance issues with regards to TBI, I think that there's another side of the house that balance issues can come to play, and that's just from a physical injury, mm-hmm. nothing having to do with, with, with mental or, or anything of that nature from an injury uh, of the head. Mm-hmm. I, I had a severe back injury, and I, I apologize, Doc. You probably know that the, the proper terminology and, and lingo, but basically my spinal column collapsed. Mm. Um, I, I had some excess weight that I was trying to move around, and the, the spinal column collapsed. The L5 vertebrae, the, the vertebral body, slid so far forward um, that it, it, it was almost a paralysis issue. It, it, it really hurt, and yeah. I, I suffered with it for quite a while. Um, and uh, about a month after the injury occurred, now there was some other causal factors. It was just basically a time bomb waiting to happen. I've got uh, some degenerative disc disease, and I believe it's called spondylosis, and some other little bitty nagging things that built up. All of a sudden, acute an, an acute injury occurred, and that's what set me on the motion to to, to actually experience the the balance back equipment. Mm. When I got back from Afghanistan. <clears throat> I went, I was stationed at Marine Corps Air Station Miramar in San Diego, and I saw my flight surgeon 
as a pilot, he was my first guy that I went to see, and he directed me to go over to the Smart Clinic that there on the base, and uh, and to see uh, a Navy captain retired, Dr. Joe Moore. And once he had finally diagnosed me and all the X-rays and everything else, uh, he escorted me down to the Naval Clinic uh, there in San Diego, and my surgeon made a statement that I never forgot. He told me two things. He says, one day you will absolutely have surgery. There's absolutely nothing that we can do about it to stop that from happening. He said, and the second thing that he told me, he said, today is the best year. Until that, ha that surgery happens, today is the best that your back is ever going to be. Tomorrow it's going to be a little worse in the next day, et cetera, et cetera. Oh. Uh, it's, you know, he, he was just basically trying to keep it real for me. I did leave there with the wind taken out of my sails, to be perfectly honest. So, mm -hmm. yes. Uh, but anyway, so what we what we did at that point, uh, Doc Moore, he uh, he began to realize and said, okay, we've got to figure out a, a, a way to treat this. Without, we need to exhaust every option. And based on my desires of not getting surgery, delaying it as long as possible, uh, he came up with a plan to strengthen my my core, to try to get everything around that weak spot in my back. To carry the load as much as possible, and one of the main pieces of his uh, of his training program for me was this particular piece of gear, this balance bag. Mm. And I'm here to tell you that about a month and a half after the injury occurred, I was down in the surgeon's office, and he actually one of the other things that he told me that day was he said, you know, you're a candidate for surgery right now. He says, but I would rather us try to do everything that we can do to try to stave that off as long as possible, but just know your back is, is, is bad enough to, to have surgery now. Chris, I'm going to stop yes. you now because we're going to go into a break, and this is suspended suspense, actually, and I think this is a great story. We will be going on break, and we'll bring you back right after break to continue this story. We're Mill Resource Radio, and we'll be back after these short messages. Join the millions of women each month who listen to Wise Health for Women Radio. Women are pressed daily to give more, learn more, and be more, often at the expense of mind, body, or spirit. Join us for revitalizing conversations on fresh ways to view your limited time encouraging new, healthier perspectives. You provide a special spark to those around you, and you manage many roles. Entrepreneur, mom, wife, coach, friend, daughter, and more. Here's a great way to inspire and nurture you. On Wise Health for Women Radio, host Linda Crater and her amazing guests share how to move toward your wishes and dreams and find what is possible in your busy life. If not today, then when? Take steps to flourish over 40. Join us on Wise Health for Women Radio, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, on iTunes, and more at wisehealthforwomenradio.com. Helping women thrive.
listening to Chris, who was telling us his story about his severe back injury and his experience using the balanced back tool and his treatment. So, Chris, if you would continue, we were, I, I would love to hear the rest of this story. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, I, I'll, I'll save the punchline for the very last part of it because I think when you hear how long um, – well, I don't want to let it out of the bag. Let me just wait and pick up where I left off. <laughs> uh, like I was saying, uh, Dr. Moore got with me, and based on – I was very adamant that, yes, though the surgeon said that he would, you know, basically he was going to do a spinal fusion, an L5-T lift, mm. and uh, he was basically going to weld the vertebral bodies together to keep them in place because there was nothing that they could do uh, – to, to keep it from sliding out of socket, so to speak. And every time it did, it was absolutely crippling. Mm-hmm. So um, th- that's where we, when I got together with Dr. Moore and we said, okay, we're going to strengthen the core and we're going to delay this as long as possible. And one of the things that he implemented was the, the, uh, the balance back um, machine. That's what I call it. But the piece of equipment there inside the smart clinic. And, uh, and I got to tell you, I have since had the surgery, and I am recovering nicely. Uh, It was about a year and a half ago when I finally had the surgery. But I will tell you from the moment that I got injured, I'm sorry, from the moment that I had that meeting with the surgeon, I've actually got it written down. I was able to delay actually having that back spinal surgery, that fusion, three years, five months. Wow. An entire three years, and he was prepared to do the surgery within a month or so after our first meeting. And I was able to delay that almost three and a half years uh, because of the core strengthening program that that Dr. Moore had gotten me on, and I would not have been able to do that were it not for that balance-back piece of machinery. How does it work? Can you explain it? Well, it's a balancing – it's basically a balancing act. Imagine you've seen – I guess the only way I can describe it over the radio, because I'm a I'm a visual person with my hands. Go ahead uh, and draw. We'll watch. You would you watch this? Okay, good. <laughs> the uh, uh, you've seen you've seen elephants stand on a ball at mm-hmm. the circus or something, and that's effectively what you're doing. You're you're balancing yourself and you're trying to maintain that it. It's very easy to go out of balance, and so you're constantly tensing and strengthening and squeezing your inner muscles to try to maintain your your posture. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, what it does is that it, it ends up it ends up strengthening your core because you're so sore the next day because you're using muscles that you had no idea that were there. And uh, so that's how he had me on. He had me on a program with that, along with some other uh, rehabilitation type machinery. But that that's what he had for me. So, Marie, the balance back mobile is that what he's talking about? Where he's standing in a um Explain it a little bit, because sure. I've seen it online, but our, our listeners right. probably haven't yet, although go to balanceback.com if you want to see it. But go ahead, Marie. Sure. Well, there's two. The one he's talking about is, is the, the, the not the mobile, the other one. They're mm-hmm. both basically identical. The difference is that the mobile uh, is meant for clinics that want to take their equipment to different offices. If they have several offices and it's more mobile, if they want to use it in a home setting, for example. But what it is, it's a there's like a balance plate, and we're able to adjust the stability of that plate. It has a, a 360 degree sway, 
and we're able to adjust the difficulty of that. And um, what it what it actually is doing is uh, we're able to um, the the human body uses three sensory inputs to to maintain ba um, proper balance, and they're vestibular, which is the inner ear system, soma somus sensory is the feet, ankles, joints, and vision, eyes. So we're using, incorporating all of these things into the system. The hmm. patient stands on this balance plate. We adjust the, dif the, the difficulty level, and, and we make it, at the beginning, it's, it's, we make it as easy as possible, and, and as they, they come in for different sessions, we make it a little bit more difficult. Uh -huh. And we try to stimulate real-life situations. So the patient will be looking at a screen. They will be using their visual. And we have different types of, of games and, and three we've we've incorporated 3D games into it as well. So it makes it fun for the patient. Mm -hmm. And they feel like they're actually they don't feel like it's a workout or like it's actually hard work. It, we try to make it as fun as possible and interactive for the patient. And like, as Chris stated, they're using parts of their body that they've never used before. And this helps improve their visual perceptive. Um, it, it helps improve them overall for, for balance and also um, core strengthening. So patients, for example, that have had injuries, um, even athletes who've had injuries and they want to get back into their athletics, this helps improve their, their entire system to be able to do that. Um, so, um, Chris, what type of do you remember what type of games you played on the system? You know what? I'm sorry, I surely don't. But I you, you know, don't. Okay, I'm sitting, that's okay. I'm sitting here listening to the description, and, and that's absolutely right. There was the screen that was up there, and and I got to tell you, it's it, it's trick it's it's trick. And of course, Doctor Moore, he he worked me pretty hard. I guess he figured I could handle it. And uh, <laughs> I had you are a marine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, sometimes that works against me because um, uh -huh. <laughs> I really wanted to slack because I was hurting really bad. And uh, But, you know, he knew that he needed to push me and, and to help me push myself. And so that 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 particular, the balance therapy, I'm looking at a picture of it now online. Uh, it wasn't the mobile. It was the balance therapy model. Uh -huh. And uh, you don't realize just exactly how hard you're working until about three or four minutes into it, and then all you want to do is just lay down. Because you you really are working hard, and uh, and I'm not surprised that it, it was able to ex extend three and a half years before I had surgery because <laughs> the machine worked me to death. <laughs> yeah, there's um, and it's totally customizable to the patient. So each program, and I'm sure Dr. Moore, he must have put <laughs> um, the hardest hardest level for you, but um, it's it's all to help the patient. And so each time the patient comes in, it also gives the doctor a report to show them where the patient was at in the beginning of time and each session how they're improving. So it's all outcome-based, and so they're able to change the protocol to make it more difficult so the patient can keep improving. That's absolutely so, right. So, I can remember, and, and please refresh me a little bit on this, but I remember sure. it being kind of easy to begin with and then as we went along over the course of about nine nine or ten months of, of using it it's it seemed to get more and more difficult and by that i'm meaning the the pivot point the pivot stand that you're standing on this moving in that 360 degree rotation you mentioned uh mm -hmm. it just seemed to be really easy to move uh 
as he changed the settings. So maybe he got rid of some of the tension and things as we went along. He didn't really tell me about it. He, I think he just did it behind my back, so I, I wouldn't know um, how hard <laughs> he was pushing me. Benefit, right? <laughs> well, he yes. is Navy, and I am Marine. And when you know, they always say the Marine Corps is a, a department of the Navy, and I have to come back and tell them, yeah, that's right, the men's department. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Sal, I have a question for Sal. Does it matter? whether the diagnosis is a, a brain injury or vestibular to, for the treatment? Well, yes, that, it matters because you're going to design the, the treatment according to the problem that the person has. But mm -hmm. the biggest thing is not necessarily the diagnosis. The biggest thing is the symptoms that the person has. Makes so what sense. you want to do is you want to treat the symptoms that the person has uh, no matter what the diagnosis is, uh, so that you can make each one of those symptoms go away. You can make each one of those symptoms better. The other thing that's absolutely brilliant is the integration of the visual, the balance, the inner ear, the the feet and the ankles, plus the 3D games. I mean, because I think we all know that there's a lot of gaming going on um, by many, many service members and veterans and their families as well. So it's brilliant when you integrate it all so that, yes, it's therapy and, yes, it's hard. I'm, I'm sure of that, Chris. But you also have things that kind of can distract you as all this treatment is going on. Would that be accurate to say? Absolutely. Yes. I agree oh, sorry, 100%. We, we recently added more 3D games. We added about six or seven additional um, games. So, Chris, you have you may not have tried those, but they're pretty cool. <laughs> well, see now, well, I don't want to get hurt again to use it, but maybe I'll just go back in and okay. tell them I'm a veteran of balance back. And they should give me a free trial run on it again. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. If you ever want to the VA may have different ideas, but okay, <laughs> that's tremendous. Um, Anything further you'd like to add on the treatment? Because it sure sounded like it, it helped you post-surgery as well as pre-surgery. Is that correct? Or you only used it pre? I only used it pre, but I'll tell you this. It not only helped me stave off just the actual surgical procedure itself, but it also improved and, and it, it, it helped me. I couldn't straighten up. Mm. I was literally hunchback. I'm 6'3", about 2'15". And, you know, with that injury occurring so low in the spinal column, that's a long moment back to my mm -hmm. physics days. That's a long moment to mm -hmm. the top of my head and a lot of weight whenever you would move left or right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I would try, my body was automatically compensating to try to find the least painful position to be in, which was absolutely the worst possible posture. It, it, it completely ruined my gait. Uh, I couldn't sit in my vehicle straight. It just was horrific. And uh, this machine helped me not only stave off, like I say, the surgeon's knife, but it also improved my posture to stand, to walk, which also improved my quality of life across the board pre-surgery now. Now, I continue to degrade, but it had nothing to do with the therapy and the treatment. That was a, that was a given fact, as the surgeon had told me upon our first meeting. But it slowed down that degradation significantly. <clears throat> you know, Sal, maybe we have about two minutes, a little less than that, before the next break. 
But I would believe that what this does also is add hope. If you can remove some of the pain, you can act as though you are you are doing something to help these disorders. You're also helping the mental health of your um, patients as they prepare for whatever comes next. Oh, you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, a lot of the issues are psychological issues that somebody experiences when they uh, lose mobility. And if they are doing something, if they are actively involved in their treatment, mm-hmm. it helps them mentally to feel that they are actually doing something to improve themselves. It's also a control. It, when you, you feel out of control when you're in pain, and it can be debilitating. So the fact that you are involved in treatment is something that is incredibly strong. It's, it's absolutely brilliant. Marie, anything to add before we go on break? We have about 30 seconds. Oh, um, no, I was just, um, Dr. Gudatori is absolutely right. And it's so true. If you, if you go undiagnosed with dizziness, it could definitely add to, to your, um, mental well-being. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's why I feel it's important to get, you know, diagnosed early because a lot of times patients are even afraid to tell their doctors that they have balance, um, issues. They'll go in for other issues, but they won't mention that they have, dizziness or balance disorders and that doesn't come in until later is what we found with some of our clinicians. Well, I and think so, service members are also very good at sucking up and something like that may seem minimal compared to the rest. We're going to go on break and we will be right back. We're Mill Resource Radio and we'll be back after these short messages. dynamic woman sandra beck and linda crater host dynamic women talk radio bringing lively weekly shows in a roundtable format with influential guests from around the globe this amazing tribe of diverse and accomplished women share their candid views on topics such as reputation handling rejection loyalty what is sexy overthinking blended families and much more Discussions are joyful, with freedom to address topics from various perspectives with candor, respect, and no judgment. These are the conversations you wish you could have with all your family and friends. Dynamic women have lived their lives boldly, with unexpected and sometimes undesired turns in the road of life. Yet detours and bumps bring opportunity, personal growth, more authenticity, and a fresh outlook. Join our welcoming tribe of dynamic women each Tuesday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, also on iTunes, and more information at dynamicwomentalkradio.com. Celebrating vibrant, charismatic women everywhere. talking about balance back and balance issues, inner ear dizziness, a lot of things that may be bothering a number of you. Sal, I'll go to you. Can you describe these symptoms that people may have that might prompt them to reach out and ask their physicians about either this tool, uh, where to find it, about additional testing, about not living with something that has been making them miserable because there really may be an answer? Sure. Um, well, you know, anybody who is experiencing uh, dizziness, lightheadedness, uh, 
the feeling of being out of balance and not being able to uh, to walk straight. Uh, difficulty in na- navigating in the dark is a big one because yeah. you know you you may be using your eyes to uh, compensate for a, a vestibular problem. Uh, difficulty and maneuvering and uneven surfaces. Um, dizziness when laying down or turning over from from side to side. Um, the feeling of being uh, nauseous uh, from you know, the dizziness. Um, Sometimes there is a concurrent uh, hearing loss because the balance system is located in, you know, in the ears. Mm-hmm. Any of those things that somebody is experiencing um, should prompt them to you know, seek help from their physician and for, uh, for balance and vestibular testing. You know, I did find one fact that you probably know, and I don't want to dwell on this, but I did read where anti-malarials that were used in Somalia, OIF, OEF, Africa, and Southeast Asia can also cause vestibular dysfunction. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and some of the other things, too, uh, you know, for example, some of the um, chemotherapies, you know, that we may have for cancer uh, Mm. can be... uh, you know, toxic to the vestibular system. Amazing. I, I didn't know those things. So, Marie, right now, it's a, from my, you said you did not have your list, so I won't put you on the spot for that. But it's at a number of military hospitals, but they appear to be few and far between. And this seems like an amazing tool that people could use. So the ones that I noted were Camp Pendleton, Walter Reed at Bethesda, San Diego Medical Center, um, Elgin, uh, Womack at Fort Bragg, um, and I'm sure that we're looking at getting it elsewhere, but I know that, Chris, your testimonial alone shows that it really did help in making you have some quality of life back again. Plus, it allows you to keep on working, which is huge in terms of mental health and just having a purpose. Absolutely. I, I could not agree more. That that literally would have been my statement. And, you know, and it's important. I, I want to stress again, or just stress, period, excuse me, that I hope that these things are, you know, they become more diverse around in, in many, many locations because uh, that's not very many places. We've got a lot a lot of service members out there who suffer from, from the balance issues and the things that can benefit from this particular technology, and they're not going to be in the area where one of these machines may be. Fortunately, I'm in the D.C. area. I'm about to retire here, and uh, and I've got Bethesda for my, my treatments because, uh, like I said, a year and a half ago, the L5S1 uh, area is was the one that I had fused a year and a half ago. But the L4, L5, I was told by that same surgeon who, uh, who's batting a 1,000, everything he said to me came true. Hmm. Uh, he told me that between the next five to seven years, I'm probably going to have to have that one fused as well. But that's due to the, uh, the disc disease and that kind of thing that I've got going on. So I'm going to be looking for this particular machine in, in, in the hospital of Bethesda. Agreed. That's Pam, fantastic. you have a question? Yes. Um, I was wondering if... Um, I mean, you spoke to quality of life earlier, Chris, and um, but we didn't get that much time to delve into it. I think a lot of family members deal with um, 
their service member or veteran uh, PTSD, TBI, and all of these issues that we're speaking to today. Um, How specifically has this spread out, perhaps to your family, but also to your friends and colleagues and and other folks that may be in that broader circle of yours? How how has this program influenced that big circle? Well. TBI is starting to gather a lot of momentum in the service. I can tell you we now have mandatory training briefs and that kind of thing that we used to didn't have. Uh, but let's face it, we all know that the PTSD gets uh, a lion's share of the ink, uh, yeah. and it's yeah. a lot of severity there. And yeah. there's a lot of quality of life, family issues and stuff that stem from, from PTSD. Mm-hmm. But also from a psychological – and, Doc, I, I heard you say it uh, first, I think <laughs> – that. That level of depression that comes from a chronic pain sufferer is mm-hmm. is horrific, and it's going to affect every facet of that individual's lives, uh, to include absolutely the family. Um, but I can tell you that by the strengthening of my core and being able to delay uh, coming to the point of pulling the trigger, I call it, uh, one day, like a surgeon told me, he says, one day you'll make a decision. He said, I don't know when it's going to be, and you don't know right now either. But one day you'll wake up, and you'll say, that's it. It's time to have the procedure done. And that's what happened. But it was three and a half years after he told me that. So I can tell you that having delayed as long as I was able to delay uh, having that procedure, that in itself tells you that I, that my pain levels were reduced to the point that it kept me out of that abyss of depression mm-hmm. uh, right. Right. because of the psychological issues that chronic pain endures. And I think that's important. I think when you're looking at this chronic type of pain and the depression that comes with that, and Linda, you spoke to it earlier, um, and how that does affect families and everybody around you. You're depressed, and people are like, I wish he wouldn't be. Well, you know, you're in chronic pain. That's really, really a challenge. And so it's I think that it's, a, it's, it's a blessing that Balance Back was able to help you uh, overcome some of that to the point where you're like, okay, I can manage and I can look at myself strategically and say, okay, I don't need the surgery for four years. I mean, that's really telling. Well, there would be days I couldn't come to work without being stooped over, and everybody knew that I was having an issue, but I, it, it was it, my, my frame of mind was to the point that, yeah, I might be humpback and crooked, but at least I'm laughing about it. So right. it, it you, have, me, you have an excellent attitude. I want to make sure our listeners have some resources to go to. To find out more about Balance Back and to ask if your hospital has this or will get it because there is a mobile version, you can go to balanceback.com. That's B-A-L-A-N-C-E, back.com. And then another A resource that's very good for vestibular disorders, the inner ear disorders, is VITA, which is vestibular.org. Two very good resources to find things out. I think a lot of the problem with um, VAs going broad-based with some tools, diagnostics, and even pharmaceuticals is that it's not known. And so if patients don't ask and don't request or, or say, I really wish you'd try this because we've tried everything else and nothing else has worked, sometimes that direct request really does make a difference. So for those of our listeners who are suffering from the lightheadedness, the dizziness, the imbalance, maybe falls, motion intolerance, any of those things, 
you know, ask your physician, your care team about this tool, because if they haven't been able to get to the bottom of it, where is the harm? But the good that could be formed could be spectacular. And I think we all know that if, if you treat something and it's over, it's a lot less costly in terms of human capital as well as financial capital. So by all means, ask your physicians about balance back to see if this is something that could help you. Um, Marie, is there another uh, resource that I've missed or something that would be helpful for our listeners? We've got about four minutes left. Um, they can always call at one eight seven seven six three dizzy and of course, Vita, which you mentioned, is, is a great resource because they have a listing of clinicians around the country that um, test and, and um, treat for balance disorders. So that is a great, um, e an excellent resource, and I would go there if you're looking for a clinician that would be able to assist with any of these types of types of um, um, issues. Great, Sal. Well, you know, I was thinking as you were talking about the financial implications, and if I were a hospital administrator or an administrator of a uh, senior resident, what you know, I'd be concerned with is the cost of people falling. Mm -hmm. You know, how much does it cost every time somebody falls? And the cost of a fall is huge. I would want to do anything that I possibly can do to help people with balance problems, with dizziness, uh, with lightheadedness, in order to keep them from, uh, from falling. In the long run, a diagnostic test, some therapy can save tons of money, you know, in the long run if we just think forward and we think ahead. Which is a difficult thing for a government bureaucracy to do sometimes. And so yeah. that's why yeah, I absolutely. encourage people to request um, this help because there's a very good chance they're not even aware of it. Mm -hmm. Is that accurate yeah, to absolutely. say, too? And, and, then, and most physicians are not aware of this, too. Right. I and mean, you were very lucky that Dr. Moore did, Chris. Anything you'd like to add? We have about a minute left. Well, I'd say that I'm very fortunate in as much that there was uh, that that Doc Moore had that particular equipment there on the base that I was that I was stationed at, and now here I am in in the D.C. area, and I've got Bethesda where they still have it because, like I said, in a buck up, you know, I don't know, maybe five or six years, I may have to use it again. But uh, but I'd like to say that I really do hope that the VA gets this uh, more widespread simply for the fact that I'm grateful the TBI is gaining momentum as far as training and teaching us while we're active duty to, to help treat it and to seek out treatment for it. But also the thing, anything that helps my Marines to get better, I, I, how am I going to say no to that? Excellent point. And in many cases, it's the smaller things in the scheme of things. When you come with a laundry list of physical injuries, balance may not seem like a big deal. But in life, as you have taken care of the other issues, being able to stand, walk upright, and, and feel stable, those are very much quality of life issues. Thank you so much for sharing this with us. Marie, it was a pleasure to meet you and just serendipitously find out about this tool. And I am so grateful to Sal and Chris and Marie. Thank you, Pam. This has been a very informative um, hour. And don't forget to go to balanceback.com 
for more information, ask your physicians about it at VA and vestibular.org for additional resources. I think that um, balance issues and these disorders can be diagnosed much more easily these days. And if they know about it, it will make life better. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Mill Resource Radio. For more information, go to millresourceradio.com.